are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Byer. The best in the business is back in business, recording on America's birthday. That's right, July 4th. The boys are still getting after it. Your host, Michael Bauer. Joining me, like always, my faithful co-host, we got Nate, the Professor Christian. What's up, Nate? Hey, Mike. It's, it is America's birthday. You know, I was excited. I had a, you know, obey sausage today. I had a, a burger. You know, it's, it's just the way it's meant to be. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about the old bay then, but also joining <laughs> me, my second faithful co-host, we got Chevin Nooney. What's up, Chev? Doing well, man. Shout out George Washington. Had a Baja Blast hard... I don't even soda, I guess they call it. Actually, pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Something new. Something new in the in the list to go through for alcohol. So if you're listening, okay. give it a shot. Baja Blast, baby. I just want to say, I know they sell Baja Blast at Taco Bell. If they yes. could somehow sell that at Taco Bell <laughs> after 2 a.m., all the already drunk people coming through, oh. I mean billions, right? Billions and billions. Idea. What can I see? I mean, hey, look, that's a target for Taco Bell. And we have some buy low trade targets for you today. The 2023 fantasy football season will be here before you know it. Not time to set lineups quite yet, but still got to get guys on your roster so that one day slide them right in there. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look at who we're looking to buy low in Dynasty right now. You know, these are guys that are going to mean something, not just guys that you're going to, you know hopefully do something one day i'm going to tell you the how and the why and nate we're going to kick it off all right you. all right so the guy that i'm trying to go and acquire right now i think is a good value is juju smith schuster um you know he got paid as the wide receiver one for the patriots i know, I know Devonte parker just got paid which is a little crazy mm-hmm. but uh, juju smith schuster is is there as the wide receiver one in that offense? You know, it's, it's basically a like for like replacement for Jacoby Myers, who left in free agency for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Patriots are happy to have Juju Smith Schuster, who quietly had actually a pretty good season last year. Um, with the Kansas City Chiefs at 101 targets, 78 catches, 933 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, honestly, a pretty good season. You know, didn't really have, have it in the touchdown department, but almost a thousand yards, north of 70 catches. You know, second highest yardage of his career, actually basically the second best season, arguably, of his career. And Jacoby Myers had a pretty good season last year, 95 targets, 67 receptions, 803 yards, six touchdowns in 14 games uh, for 12.9 fantasy points per game, which is good for wide receiver 29 on a points-per-game basis. I think Juju Smith-Schuster can do that, if not better. And then, you know, of course, pacing out a full season, you know, I think he could break 1,000 yards with the Patriots this year. They actually have an offensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien is there. And Mike, Chev, last time Bill O'Brien was there as the offensive coordinator, they had three guys with over 100 targets. Two of those guys were tight ends. And the other guy was Wes Welker. From you Oklahoma. Know, Oklahoma, Wes Welker. 173 targets, 122 receptions, 1,569 yards, nine touchdowns. I'm not saying Juju Smith-Schuster is going to do that. But if we get anywhere close to that with Juju out of the slot, we're going to be happy with, with this who value is, right now. Who was the starting quarterback at the time, just out of curiosity? It was Tom Brady. It wasn't Mac Jones. <laughs> but also, I don't expect two tight ends to be, you know, having over 100 targets in this offense either, as good as Hunter Henry and uh, Mike Asiki are. So, Real quick, 
if if I may, do we want any of these tight ends? Or are we just staying away from those guys? Because I have people ask me, what about Hunter Henry or Mike Kosecki? And I'm like, can you get just like get Trey McBride? I think at their curve <laughs> values, they're fine because they're, they're basically yeah. three out there. They're, they're they're really wins. So sure, I'm not against any of them, but I'm not not banging the table for any New England tight end right now. I just mm-hmm. can't. I can't. No. Sorry, but Christine. if you want Juju Smith-Schuster, he is acquirable. Um, you know, a mid-second is what it costs to get him right now. People are pretty low on Juju. Um, Wandale Robinson in a third, if you're trying to tear up from a, a younger, more exciting, maybe wide receiver <laughs> than Juju. Uh, if you want to tear down from maybe a Christian Watson and Debo Samuel, um, you can likely get a 24 first on top of Juju. Uh, you might have to add a little bit if it's not like a late 24 first. But these are a couple moves I would make to go out, acquire Juju, get that production in your lineup if you're a competitive team, and, you know, get the value now. Mm-hmm. I don't hate this at all. Uh, I know they paid Devontae Parker, but you know Devontae Parker has just kind of been whatever, honestly. And uh, yeah. for what it's worth, I think Jacoby Myers is a guy to sneakily go after as well um, out there in Las Vegas. Who knows what's going to happen with that wide receiver core after Devontae Adams. And I, there was some speculation that Hunter Renfro might be on the move as well. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, Derek Carr was like trying to recruit him or whatever. Got to talk about something in the offseason. Trying to get his Wes Welker, it sounds like. Maybe. I mean, it would be interesting. And, you know, to me, Derek Carr is another guy who is a good buy low. You know, everybody hates the guy. But look, when he's playing, he is a productive fantasy player. He can more than support players in a system that are very productive for fantasy. So I'm not going to hate a guy that gets me points. Just like, I'm not going to hate this next guy yet. People, they like to do it. Chev, who's your guy that I think is a fantastic buy low. Yeah. And this guy's a buy low for you teams that are competing. This guy is being taken as RB 37 right now. That's where his ADP Mm -hmm. is at. And to me, I don't see how he finishes less than like 20 at this point. There's no other running back competition there. We're going with James Conner on this one. You got Keontae Ingram there. Didn't see too much of him this last last season. Bad year for the Cardinals. They actually go and get an offensive lineman to help build it up for Kyler when he comes back. So I'm excited for James Conner. I mean, the guy, is a, he's a key part of that offense. When that offense is doing well, that's when James Conner is doing well. That offense kind of goes through him almost. And the reason is because he does so much in the running game and the passing game. I mean, you see all these one-handed catches from running backs. You're going to see James Conner in a lot of those videos. I mean, it's just insane what he has done. You know, in his two seasons with the Cardinals, he hasn't finished outside of RB19. And he hasn't played over 15 games in those seasons. So if he can somehow pull it together this upcoming year and play – 15 to 17 games. We're looking at a guy that he's going to be a running back two for you. And, you know, with the amount of passes that he catches, we're looking at another guy that could come into an RB one situation, especially in the offense that, you know, there's not much else going on there. Marquise Brown is there. We've seen him struggle with injuries, but I don't know really what that offense is going to look like. I just see James Conner giving a heavy dose in that offense. And, you know, there's, like I said, there's not much competition I mean, if you're a buy low, or sorry, if you're looking for a buy low, any team that's competing, this is your guy to go get. I'm seeing him go for a third round pick in some leagues. I think yep. you'll probably have to go give a later second if you're competing. If people are going to know that your picks are going to be a little bit later. So 
might cost you a little bit more, but I've seen so many times where this guy's going for a third round pick. And I think he can honestly finish as an RB 10 or RB 15, just because of what he does in the passing game for that offense. And we just lost uh, Hopkins. So somebody has got to fill those roles. Rondo Moore can't stay on the field. Greg Dortch is a guy that could be a pretty good buy low. I mean, he's not getting drafted barely at all in any of the leagues I've drafted in so far. So could be a guy to go grab somebody that you can maybe just have on your roster. They play good. You can send them off. I'm going with James Conner, boys. You know, you one thing that I'd like to just throw in there, too, if you're getting James Conner, see if you can get Keontae Ingram cheap as well because he's a good insurance guy to have. If, yeah. we're, if you're a competing team especially yeah. – Mm-hmm. James Conner is a guy who, you know, last year he played 13 games. Yep. Keontae's the next man up. You might need him for a playoff run. And, sure. you know, Keontae Ingram is just dirt cheap right now. Yeah. Uh, is absolutely right about that. Mm-hmm. So I love James Conner. That is absolutely great. And, hey, it wouldn't be a Dynasty Rewind episode without me talking about a tight end for you to buy low on brand here at the Dynasty Rewind. And I'm telling you yet again, go get Greg Dulcich, tight end for the Denver Broncos. So, look, last year. He was on an upward trajectory. He did miss some time with the hamstring strain. Okay. He missed seven games. He finished as the tight end 29 last season. So his current ADP and DLF is tight end 15. Keep doing, oh my God. <laughs> I can't talk on the fourth. I didn't even drink today. Keep trade cut is tight end 12. Okay. Only playing 10 games again. He finished with 33 catches for 411 yards and two touchdowns. However, as Nate pointed out, Kate Otten, Last year was the rookie reception leader among tight ends. So we're going to stat out Greg Dulcich for 16 games. Okay. Now, Kate Otten, 42 catches, 391 yards, and two touchdowns in 16 games. Had Greg Dulcich just, you know, carried on with his stats. 53 catches, 658 yards, and three touchdowns. That puts him right between Gerald Everett and Dawson Knox, both guys that we could see falling off this year, that would have put him at a tight end 14 finish. Okay. So I think tight end 14 seems like a floor finish to me. Honestly, that seems low. Sean Payton's coming in with his offense. Russell mm-hmm. Wilson no longer has a personal coach in the building, but a head coach that's like, uh uh-uh, uh, out of here with that. I'm not saying he's the next Jimmy Graham, but I'm not not saying that either. We all like Greg Dulcich. We love the athleticism, loved what he brought to the table. And Nate, correct me if I'm wrong. He was a walk-on at UCLA, was he not? Um, I don't remember for sure, but that does sound familiar. I'd have to look into that. But there's a potential he's a top 10 tight end next year. It's very potential. You guys know that the, the bottom of the tight end ones mm-hmm. always fluctuates from year to year. There's a lot of guys that could fall out of there. So right now his current value is they have – oh, my God. Mike, can't talk on the fourth – Right now, his current value is of a projected late 24 second. And in a startup, like a late 11th round pick, right around there, that's non-tight end premium. Um, so his DLF value is 61.1 if they put a numerical value on a DLF. So some, some similar players, if you wanted to move, guys like Jacoby Myers, David Njoku, and James Cook are guys that you could all move for a guy like Greg Dulcich. I understand that David Njoku was tight end six last year off the top of my head um he did play a lot of the season with jacoby Brissett. deshaun watson historically has never been a guy that's really peppered his tight end with targets so i do expect david and joku to fall off a little bit as well and james cook i'm just kind of i don't know 
So um, those are some players around the range of Greg Dulcich that you could move to get him. And uh, Nate, I believe that, you know, there's some rookies that you could draft with some picks that you get. You're moving, uh, getting back in your Greg Dulcich trade. What are you going to do with them? Yeah. So you want me to talk about the startup guide that we got going on, Mike? The startup guide, because you live in a world of startups right now. And do you struggle with dynasty startups? Have you had a startup draft or two that you're not proud of? It happens. I get it. We've all been there. Now you can learn what strategies and mindsets lead to a successful dynasty startup and what common mistakes to avoid along the way with our new Dynasty Rewind Dynasty Startup Draft Guide. Our very own Bob Van shares his insight on how he attacks the startup drafts from before the draft even starts to when the draft is over and done with. Over 5,000 words of strategic advice spread over 38 beautiful pages. Thank you, Sean, bringing those to life. Now get your copy today at payhip.com backslash Dynasty Rewind and dominate your Dynasty startup drafts this season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jeez. Giving it up for the Rewind crew. So Love it. Neat. We're going to roll right back into you. Keep it what coming. Is another, what is another player that you are buying low on? Yeah, A player I have to buy low on this point is DeAndre Hopkins. Because no team. We've just forgotten about him. Everyone's just forgotten about him. He has fallen down the ranks in our values. This is how it always goes with these kind of players. It's it's the same song and dance every year. We see it. These guys, they they, they get cut, and they're going to take their time. But as soon as they sign, we all know their value goes up. Now is DeAndre Hopkins going to be valued as a top 20 wide receiver once he signs? No. I'm not thinking that. But still, right now, he's going as a wide receiver 44 in June DLF ADP. And that is just ridiculous. He's a stud wide receiver on the back end of his career. Likely has two years of production left. You know, he's 31. We see a lot of that drop off around 33 usually. And DeAndre Hopkins, we know, is a stud wide receiver. This is like a Hall of Fame wide receiver right now. We know he's going to play into his, you know, early mid-30s. So I'm not too worried about, you know, another two years of production out of DeAndre Hopkins. And he can't really get much lower in value. So this is a safe safe bet even if the production maybe he deals with injury maybe that's what you're upset about well the value right now is it kind of even has that baked in you know you're not even going to be that upset if you get him at wide receiver 44 right now and he misses a couple games due to injury the production that he can give you this season whether it's on the titans whether it's on a different team i'm not too worried about it because at the end of last year he dominated on the cardinals after he came back and got on the field i mean he didn't look like a 30 year old wide receiver out there you know, over the last nine games of the season, DeAndre Hopkins had six top 24 finishes, six top 24 finishes in nine games. That is not an aging veteran wide receiver. That is a wide receiver that is still putting up big numbers. You can get him cheaper right now. You can trade Isaiah Pacheco for him. You can trade Kadarius Tony straight up for him. You can put Sky Moore in a third together for DeAndre Hopkins right now. DeAndre Hopkins is, is non-existent in a lot of people's ranks right now, and they're their ideas for how they're building their team. 
But once you guys start setting your lineup and you got DeAndre Hopkins, who's maybe it's on the Titans. I'd be happy with that. I'd be fine with that. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is going to score you points in your lineup. Get him now. He's the cheapest he's ever been. But Kadarius Tony's going to have a career year, Nate. I saw you know, his career year would be a floor year for DeAndre Hopkins. So it, it would. And you know what? You're right. When you when you see things like that, career year for Kadarius Tony, I'm looking. I brought him up. Ooh, it's been rough for uh, good old Kadarius. <laughs> a career year for him would be playing 11 games and catching more than 450 yards and more than two touchdowns. Yep. So beware. Exactly. I mean, he started eight games in his career and he's only played 19. So um, not looking good for old Kadarius out there. Not that I really care. Um, Chev. I love where your head is at with this next one. I have been touting this man for years now. Last year finally paid off for me. Yeah. Who are you buying low on, man? I do want to say one thing about DeAndre Hopkins real quick, though. The guy played with Colt McCoy and some other guys during those weeks as well. So, And I like that he gets to choose his own team. It's not like he's going to go to a situation that he doesn't like. He gets to choose yep. his own team. So that's, that's one thing I really do love about that situation. Good call, Nate. But the guy I'm going with, Mike has been beating the drum for a while on this guy. I just finished up watching the Carolina Panthers little season show they have on YouTube. And they you could tell they love Miles Sanders a whole lot. Obviously, they went out and pursued him in free agency this last year. You could just tell they're excited to have that guy paired up with the quarterback that they have now in Bryce Young. Miles Sanders being valued at RB19. I can see him easily getting to that number. He's going to surpass that, in my opinion. That is a, not a good spot for him. I think he has plenty of opportunity that's going to be coming his way. I mean, there's not many running backs that he's competing with either. I mean, we're going against Chuba Hubbard and Blackshear. Like, those guys are not guys that I'm really too worried about this upcoming year. We know that he's going to be a key part in the rushing, but – I think we see Miles Sanders get back to what he did in his rookie season where he's catching 50 passes and he has 350 receiving yards. I think we see that this upcoming year. We see him bring back that receiving game. I mean, he had 20 catches last year for 97 yards, I believe. That is pretty pitiful in that kind of offense, how good it was this last year. I would have thought he had more. So you could just say he didn't really have any receiving upside last year. If you only have 97 yards and 20 receptions, that's not very great. I see him getting closer to the 50 mark this upcoming year. He's just very underutilizing that part of his game. So I think with him being paired with Bryce Young, with how much they liked him going into free agency and they wanted to bring him on this team, I see him being a key cog in that offense. You know, I just don't see him finishing outside the range of running back 10 and 15. I know I said that with James Conner. I think he James Conner could get there. There's some couple things that could get in his way if that offense isn't good. But I honestly feel very, very secure in saying Miles Sanders will be a top 10 to 15 range running back this upcoming year just because he's going to have production in the receiving game. He rushed for 1,200 yards last year, had 11 touchdowns. This offensive line is getting better. They did some work in the offseason to get it there. I see Miles Sanders being a guy that you can count on every single week and a guy that you know, as a Bears fan, I hope he doesn't do too good because we want that pick to be good in Carolina, but he's a guy that's going to win you some weeks. I see Miles Sanders being a stud running back this upcoming year, and, you know, the, the cost isn't too bad. I honestly think it's probably going to take a first to get him if you wait 
for him to play some games. I've seen a lot of trades where it's Madison in a second, Gabe Davis in a second, Antonio Gibson in a second. I'm easily trading him for those two players and picks pretty easily, in my opinion. I think he's got yeah. so much upside this upcoming year. He just wasn't utilizing the passing game, and we'll see that this upcoming year, and that's going to boost him up the rankings. Chev, I love this. Actually, one thing you were wrong on, he had 78 receiving yards last year. Sheesh. Even yeah, less. That's even and worse. I looked into for the next episode, so you guys got to wait a couple days for that one. I'm going to be talking all about the Eagles receiving backfield the last two years. Um, let me just tell you, the numbers are quite surprising once you actually dig into it. Um, so welcome to the new New England Patriots backfield, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. But this is great. I love it. Um, you know, look, if, if he catches 30 passes for like 250 yards and two touchdowns, you're going to be thrilled with that on top of his rushing ability. And he did finish as running back 15 last year, right after Najee Harris, right ahead of Alvin Kamara. But, you know, look, I don't think Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette was up there. Dalvin Cook still with no team. Um so Saquon Barkley said he might sit out the season. So there's a couple spots right there for him, him to just Jamal Williams is not going to be running back 13 again. I don't Probably think not. I don't think so. And by the way, you know, just touching on it real quick, has anyone heard anything about Alvin Kamara's uh court date nope. or it's been quiet? Because this real is quiet. another guy that we could have almost tacked on here. You know, nobody's touching this guy. It's July 4th right now as we're recording this. I would think if something was gonna happen. What happened already? Them getting Kendra Miller though that that kind of says a little bit to me. You know, maybe his time's coming. Yeah. But like you said, th there has been nothing, not a peep. You would have thought you would have heard something by now. It's mm -hmm. July fourth, and we're what three weeks away from seeing some more action in the NFL, some real action. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I figured something would happen. So did I. It's it's just weird. I don't get it. Uh, but here's another guy that apparently people are just staying away from mm -hmm. too. Christian Kirk, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Why? Why team. not? Why would you not want to buy Christian Kirk? He was the wide receiver 12 last year. Hey, that's a wide receiver one. Just so everybody knows 84 catches, 1,108 yards and eight touchdowns. And yes, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Calvin Ridley's there. Guess what? It doesn't matter calvin ridley is an outside wide receiver christian kirk is started in as slotted in as the starting slot wide receiver so calvin ridley actually hurts zay jones more than he hurts christian kirk there was also 113 vacated targets for the jacksonville jaguars between players such as james robbins james robinson marvin jones dan Ardle, and chris manhurts marvin jones had 81 targets last year so we could almost go ahead and slot calvin ridley in to the Marvin Jones role, maybe more productive yardage wise. So if you're telling me that his ceiling is wide receiver 12, why would you not want to buy that? Why? Junior ADP for DLF is wide receiver 37 and keep trade cut is wide receiver 34. Ladies and gentlemen, put some respect mm -hmm. on this guy's name. I mean, look, wide receiver, what did I say, 37. Mm -hmm. Guys like Keenan Allen, who's five years older, is going one spot ahead of him. Quentin Johnston is yet to play an NFL game. Marquise Brown with quarterback <laughs> questions out the wazoo is ahead of him. Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, you know, DJ Moore going to the team that Chev knows throws the least in the league. Chris Godwin, 
quarterback questions. So there's guys, Jackson Smith and Jigba has never set foot on an NFL field outside of a practice scenario. He can outperform a lot of guys, even guys like George Pickens and possibly even Amari Cooper and Terry McLaurin. Oh, and Zay Flowers for the Baltimore Ravens is going ahead. Going ahead. Again, a guy who's never stepped foot on the field going ahead of Christian Kirk. It is just absolute disrespect. Pardon me. So I think he stays steady at wide receiver 12. Worst case scenario, he drops like the wide receiver 15, wide receiver 16, which is still going to be great. Uh, he's currently going for a 24 second and a 24 third. His cost is a, his value is a 161.5. You can make moves like Brandon Ayuk and a 24 fourth. That gives you a value of, um, 248 258.4 for Christian Kirk and a 24 second if you wanted to go get Christian Kirk. And so Keenan Allen is a similar but lower value at 136.6. You can move him for Christian Kirk as well. Mike Evans also valued similarly at 149.8. He's older as well. So those are two guys that you can move, you know, similar value for Christian Kirk. You're getting younger, you could potentially be getting um we know Mike Evans is always steady Eddie out there, but again, does Baker Mayfield really make you exude confidence? Geno Smith can support two 1,000-yard wide receivers. I don't know if Baker Mayfield can. Yeah, I don't my, know. My thing is Trevor Lawrence is QB7 DLF ADP. How is his number one wide receiver falling to 37? Like, that is That's a crazy. steal and a half. Thank I you. I mean, go get this guy ASAP. You know what it reminds me of, Chev? Do you remember when Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen were both with the Vikings and everybody oh, yeah. wanted them, but nobody wanted Christian Kirk? Yep. Oh, not, not Christian Kirk. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. Too many Kirks. Oh, yeah. Yep. Kirk Cousins. Like, Why would you not want the guy who's pulling the trigger? Even right now with Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson there. Beautiful. Yeah. Still want Kirk. Yeah. I just, 100%. Yeah. Give me the guys that are going to get me points. Listen, I think it's important to say, too, not every player on your roster needs to be the quote-unquote sexy player, the best at every single position. You don't, you're not always going to have, you know, not every lineup's going to look like Mahomes, Bijan, uh, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown. You're not going to have teams that look like that. You got to look and you got to find guys that are just consistent and they outperform their ADP every single year that's why i tell guys like christian kirk jared goff these guys they outperform their adp on a yearly basis it's always important to buy low and that's why you got to keep coming back to us and we appreciate you guys we hope you have all your fingers and toes so you can keep subscribing and head on over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind 10 percent discount for all 10 fingers if you sign up for a full year we'd love to see you in the discord so he's jumping they say if you're headed to a game head on over to seatgeek.com use promo code dynasty rewind you get twenty dollars off your first ticket purchase you cannot beat that deal and listen come play some best ball with us underdog fantasy use the promo code rewind all caps all one word for a 100 match on your first deposit up to 100 dollars. dan would love to do a draft for you he's on vacation he'll draft anyway so until next time for my co-host chevin nooney and nate christian i'm your host Michael Bauer. be kind please rewind thanks for listening Thank you.